Yay. On that two, three, four, five, six. Cool. I'm going to turn my headphone volume down a little bit because I think it's picking you up on the microphone. Because <coughs> I'm okay. really close to my microphone. So that way okay. I don't have to edit as much later. Sorry. You'll have to edit mine a lot. That's okay. Get that pop filter in there and then get that... Uh, pop, pop, get pop that, filter. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Hey, hey, hey. Okay, um, I am drinking the Stephen, I think it's Stephen, crap, I think it's Stephen Graham, Grant, bourbon whiskey, I saw that it was like $12, so I bought it, and it's actually not that bad. Nice. Jeevy bought me a, a bottle of, um, uh, Glenn Lovett, um, for the after, oh. for the retreat after party, but, um, yeah. uh, it was, it, they changed their branding, so it was in this really... Did you see it? The blue, the blue box. Mm. I was, it was a twelve year, and it was in this blue box. It said it was oak cast, and I'm like, has it always been oak cast? Double oak cast? I don't, I don't know if it was, but um, anyway. So today I'm drinking water by yeah, yeah. by the great value purified drinking water because I am uh, I am I think on day like forty seven or something like that of uh, Exodus ninety. Oh, good, halfway there. Yeah, I am. Yeah. Yeah, people can listen to our last episode and know how long apart our, our recordings Oops, are. 40, day 48. Yep, they sure could. <laughs> oh, hey, I want to ask you something before we go farther. Yeah. You and me. Um, so, all right, so we want to talk about this synod? Yes. Okay, cool. Yeah, lay it on me like if I've never heard anything about it. So you didn't read the uh, article on the <laughs> So anyway, no, the Amazonian- I, I read it all. Oh. I need you to tell me because the the audience. Oh, I that's, am, that's that makes sense. So, so you ever watch a movie? It's called the point of view character. That's why when you have, uh, uh, you know, movies and they're like, "Hey, rookie, this is your first day oh, on the yeah. job." So we're going to explain to you how this works, and then you're like, "Oh, now I know everything about that police station for the rest of this movie." The, yeah, so I understand their worldview now, like in Zootopia, uh, whenever the bunny needed to come into Zootopia. Exactly. It, it, These <laughs> are the guys who do this. This yeah. is this guy. He's funny. <laughs> this is this, and these guys don't get along with those guys. Now you know. Yeah. So, <laughs> the uh, the uh, um, the synod for uh, the Amazonian synod was a uh, um, a synod that was called by Pope Francis. Uh, it was to deal with the the pan region of South America um, for a couple of reasons. Uh, some of the issues that they're having there. Um, uh, let's see. Uh, let's see. New paths for the church. Um, Pastoral concerns, uh, in integral ecology, environmental concerns. So this is all that stuff that was just some of the list of why they uh, why they called the the thing. But the problem was um, a lot of people started freaking out because so Pope Francis has done a couple of things with synods. Um, I don't know if you noticed. Like, do you read any of the stuff that he puts out? No. Okay. He's. so he's a big fan of the post synodal documents. So 
usually when a synod happens, it, a synod's a gathering of bishops to talk over some pastoral concern or whatever. And right, then, right. Then they have a, a working document after that about you know here's what we think you know we can pastorally do with with where we're at in the in the world right now or whatever. And then they send it over to the the Pope who receives it, approves it, and he writes usually what's called an apostolic exhortation or a post synodal apostolic exhortation, which is basically a, a document um, that says, okay, so from that synod, here's how the um, we as church um, should respond to these pastoral issues or whatever, right? And so, like, uh, you think Gaud um, Evangelii Gaudium, like his, his famous one, The Joy of the Gospel, that was um, the, the uh, post-synodal document for the Synod on Evangelization a couple of years ago, or however many years ago. And so, um, and most of the documents that have come out from Pope Francis that are popular, like um, The Joy of the Gospel, um, the Gaudete et Exaltate, Laudato Si, all of these are coming after synods. He, he likes to do these documents, you know, like um, Pope John Paul II really liked the encyclical. Um, Pope Francis seems to really like the post-synodal documents. And then he, he kind of um, elevated the, the, um, the seat of synods to have a little bit more like authority. And he wants the bishops to gather more and, and do this kind of stuff. And so anyway, so that's this, this, what's going on here. He actually said that this, this should be called, you know, so he was like, you know, the, the, because I mean, he's a Latin American or he was a Latin American bishop for so many years or whatever. And so this, uh, this got called to kind of deal with some of the issues that are going there. Um, the, the growth of the church, the, um, environmental concerns and the region or whatever. Uh, but again, it's like, so there were three basic kind of issues that people were taking with it the first one i have no I, i've been because of exodus 90 i've been like very limited in how much i'm actually using the internet and honestly the amazonian synod doesn't have a whole lot to do with me personally i guess and so since it's not and i'm kind of a narcissist <laughs> i'm like this is kind of super peripheral for me but uh, um <laughs> but uh, a yeah lot of, a lot of people started asking me about uh, um uh questions because some of the stuff that was happening out there so before the synod started there was a a ceremony that they were going to do it was supposed to be a tree planting ceremony that had a bunch of these little wooden carvings of a naked pregnant woman whose identity was um a little ambiguous to people some people were like oh it's uh, um, our lady of the amazon so it's mary pregnant or other people were like no it's mother earth or um this incan deity uh, named pachamama or some kind of symbol of life or whatever and so people were like freaking out that there was like these potential idols at this tree planting ceremony and and whatever that the church was kind of um i guess sponsoring in some kind of way um and then so this guy i can't remember the guy's name but he he stole these things in the middle of the night and he threw them in the, in the river so so this because this was all supposed to happen at the vatican and they he took the all these little pachamama statues and he threw them in the tiber Oh, yeah. Which you know, you know the the um, which immediately cool. when I heard yeah right, but immediately when I heard it, I thought of that Boniface story. You know who Saint Boniface is? No. Saint Boniface was the guy. Um, a lot of times people talk to him or talk about the um, Christmas tree in relation with him. So he goes and he's. I think it was. I think he was um, evangelizing to the. Uh, I think it might have been. 
who, man, I'm going to get this wrong. Anyway, he was evangelizing to maybe like the Vikings or somebody like that, right? And there was this uh, tree that they were all, you know, worshiping and like this is the Christmas uh, tree. Yeah, basically. And this is the tree of life or whatever. And the God is in this tree or whatever. And he's like, um, he just cuts it down. <laughs> he's like, see, look, your your idol is dead. And I've, I've cut it down. And um, and and uh, he convinced them that, you know, that's just a creation. And you ought to be worshiping the creator. And, and that was kind of the way of uh, freeing them from their idol was chopping down their idol. And so I think that this that's what this guy was kind of trying to do i think he was like these are idols and therefore i'm going to throw them into the tiber river that's anyway that's what it rang of to me whenever i first heard of it but um right so that's still germanic parts of frankish empire hey there you go the german place yeah in the 8th century yeah yeah so i don't know why i had vikings in my head i guess they're kind of vikings germans yeah, yeah, sure. It's all in the same area. It's all the same area. <laughs> there yeah. you go, Filipino boy. <laughs> yeah, I know. Yeah. So anyway, so I thought that was, uh, you know, it's still it's still theft and vandalism, regardless of how you see it in yeah. the modern era. So, but um, anyway, so they, uh, yeah, they ended up not using any of that stuff in the closing mass of the synod or anything. They used a regular image of Mary. But um, and so now the document, the final document, um, there's always a working document that's that's put together and that's kind of sent off to the Pope. And so there are two main issues that people are freaking out about. The first one is um, the big one that people, I guess, are freaking out about is the uh, uh, the ordination of women deacons, or and the or and the uh, ordaining married men to the priesthood. So the idea is that if you have married men who are already in the transitional diaconate, or I'm sorry, in the permanent diaconate, um, ordaining them into the priesthood for to in order to um, hear more priests. Because in the Amazon, uh, there's such a, a shortage of priests that um, a parish can go like gaps of months or years between visits by a priest who can actually celebrate the Eucharist or hear confessions or any of those oh. things. And so, so it'd be like tri-monthly mass. Yeah, exactly. And so, what they would look for in the language is uh, suitable and esteemed men of the community who have a fruitful permanent diaconate and receive an adequate formation for priesthood, having a legitimately uh, constituted and stable family to serve in the most remote areas of the Amazon region. Region. So the idea. That so it would be. Oh, sorry. So it would be only the. Um, the already permanent deacons who have already have had a stable and substantial family whose kids are able to kind of take care of themselves so it's not just like anybody who's married almost coming. retired kind of yeah they're probably near that age or at least their kids are going to be in teenage years or a little bit older than that i think um i don't remember if this was in the document or not but i, I think there was maybe some i think there was a year of like how long you've been married the, at least this minimum or whatever um that proven a, to in order to understand a, a stable family or whatever but, mm-hmm. i see what you're doing right and so that was the idea so that way was, i mean think about like if it was all young marriages and then you know all of a sudden he this transitional deacon becomes a priest and then you know, there's a there's a divorce or a scandal or something like that, and and then and then do are 
since he was married before, is he allowed to date now? And, uh, you know, that's, yeah, that's... Well, but would it be the same... Wait, would it be the transitional deacon or the permanent, or... They don't have transitional deacons who are married right now, so it would be a permanent deaconate. That was, yeah, slip of the tongue. No, okay, I was going to say, right. yeah. So, um, well, I guess then it'd be a transitional into a priest. Exactly. But um, <laughs> I guess it would all be the same rules. Yeah, that's what I would guess. Like, if if your spouse died or abandoned you, um, I would assume that it would, the the same rules would apply as to the deacon. It's like, well, then you don't get remarried. Well, now what's funny because when you were talking about this whole thing, bringing it up, and it sounded like, oh, you're gonna have women as priests and married priests and stuff like that. But now listening to the actual details. Right. You could see on how it's only women as deacons now. Yeah, and that's what and a lot of people were freaking out about. Like, they would come to me and David, what do you think about this Amazonian city? And I'm like, I don't know. I haven't read anything yet. <laughs> so, But once you start reading things, I mean, like, most of what people are freaking out about is, uh, I guess, un- unwarranted um, in, in some kind of way. Uh, I guess... I guess. I think, oh, they're freaking out is unwarranted. I think so. Um, it. I don't see anything major here. I mean, like, I don't know enough about this Pachamama thing, and there's nothing in the documents about wanting to do any kind of Pachamama thing. So I'm, I'm guessing it was just some kind of um, traditional Amazonian whatever, um, whether it was an idol or not. Yeah. I mean, I, I didn't follow any of that. So that's probably the nothing burger of this whole thing, right? Right, and so it's people, probably only making news because somebody threw it in the river. Right, which is pretty funny. I mean, I mean, it's not funny. This what's is serious fu- stuff. <laughs> nah, you know what's funny is when you said, "Hey, that reminded me of something," and then I was like, "Yeah, Monty Python when they threw the witches in the water to see if they floated." Oh yeah, <laughs> yeah, I totally. Pachamama floats. That she's real. <laughs> Pachamama floats. It is Mary. If Pachamama sinks, then it's then it was an idol. <laughs> Yeah, that's an idol. Pachamama <laughs> should have been floated. Yeah, that's that's what we should have done. <laughs> yeah. No, no, but I mean, think about it, too, because it's not a huge jump. It's really just like one little step. Right, right. And it's... And I'm... Go oh, sorry. And it's like a big... And it's a necessity. Because, yeah. I mean, you're going from... Like, uh, how would you say it? Because it's like, okay, this guy's a married deacon already, and all you're doing is moving him to a priest... Exactly. Because, you know, and you're not getting, it's not like, you know, you hear about these uh, South American towns where the bishop only gets there once every like four years. So it's like, okay, everybody between 10 and 20, you're going to get confirmed today. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) That's how they do it in the Philippines. Oh, see? I thought there'd (laughs) be like four bishops. You do confirmation. (laughs) Everybody. And you have 45 godparents. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, we do that. Anyway. (laughs) (laughs) No, but yeah, I mean, I understand. And then I could see that, you know, I don't know. And if you look at it, part of it that I was thinking about with this is it's kind of like a little, um, um, what do you call it? Like a little um, microcosm or something, like a little test subject area. Because you can um, do something there off in the Amazon, you know, and it really doesn't affect the rest of the church or the world and then you could be like let's see how that worked because right. like um uh not not an apples for apples example but we got a new uh, operating system at work and they sat there and said okay well how are we going to do this let's try it in canada because we have one office in the whole country 
you know, outside of Toronto. So, and technically, each country is technically its own company because of, you know, I don't know, business laws. So they're like, we'll try it here. And then if there's bugs, it doesn't screw up all the rest of America. Exactly, yeah. And so I think that's, um, but I also think that that's why some of the people in the states are freaking out. Because, you know, think about some of the ultra-conservative Catholics out here, and they see, like, these little changes that are happening just south of the border. And then so they're like, well, maybe Pope Francis is piling it there to maybe open it wide for the whole church. And they're like, well, that's not going to make sense for our culture. But the same thing doesn't work that way necessarily in the Catholic Church. I mean, like, think about, like, the Marianite rites or whatever, right? These... um, uh, particular flavors of uh, uh, you know, there's 22 different um, rites within the Eastern, yeah, rites. Eastern rites within the church, and potentially 23. I mean, one of the, one of the other parts of the uh, um, the synod was whether or not there should be an Amazonian rite uh, admitted. Oh, like a skew, like like a schism off. Not a schism off, because because uh, well, not schism. Skew. Sorry, <laughs> but like its own um, uh, um, east west divide. Yeah, uh, uh, its own liturgical flavor, like the Marianites or the Byzantines or or whatever those, um, like cultural style of worship, um, mm-hmm. you know, more cultural for for the uh, for the thing, or whether or not there should be one, um, and so, but uh, but you think about those other ones, and then like that that doesn't necessarily mean like just because this is how um like the marionites for example they they call confirmation chrismation and it typically happens mm-hmm. at baptism you know as an infant does that mean that that's setting up the western church for call, changing the name of confirmation as a sacrament to chrismation and then baptizing or in, and chrismating infants not necessarily you know it's but uh, well, yeah because the eastern rites have been doing that for years exactly and so the, it doesn't necessarily follow that just because um the the, Amaz- the Amazonian um, church might need this doesn't necessarily follow that the American church will follow suit. But well, yeah, or or not even American. You're thinking about the Roman Catholic right, Church, yeah, the Western Church, or yeah. whatever. And so, yeah. well, and, I guess Amazon oh, would be going. West, but yeah. No, no, no. But it would. It would. You could be. I mean, as far as I know, there's what 22 sects of the Eastern Church and right. one. Western Church, right? And you're, and it's probably still eighty percent of all the Catholics, yeah. If not ninety, <laughs> yeah. If not ninety, exactly. You know, because all those Eastern rites are still of official Catholics that, like, you might not understand. You know, people might not know, right? And it's still under the Pope and everything. Even though what's funny is it's much more similar to, like, Eastern Orthodox. Right. So if you ever go to, um, crap, what's it called? Not uh, Saint John or what's the. Uh, Eastern Orthodox Church, where the Greek fest is at. Um, <sighs> hold up, I can't remember. Dang. If only we had a device that we could, that could look it up. And we could look this thing up. Yeah. Here. I almost said St. John the Baptist, but I don't know. It might be. And so the thing is, that's an Eastern Orthodox Church, which is not under the Pope, which yeah. is still, I don't know, 95% Catholic. It is John the Baptist. Yeah. Oh, boom. Yeah. And it's, but and if it's you go to, to oh, yeah. But what's funny is if you go to Our Lady of Wisdom or, which is an Italo Greek Catholic Church right. or, or Byzantine Catholic Church or St. Gabriel's, which is a Ruthenian Byzantine Catholic Church, they're both more similar to 
Oh yeah, absolutely. Yeah. The Ang- the the Orthodox Church, but even though they're still under the same umbrella as we are, right? And so if I'm not if- mistaken, a lot of that has to do with like I think. Um, and now I'm going to screw up my history here, but I'm pretty sure because they were schismatic churches, uh, and from the from the Great Schism in the 11th century or whatever. But I think it was the Council of Florence in like the early 15th century or mid 15th century or whatever that those church came back into union with um, uh, with the Roman Church. Oh, there's a lot of movement and sound happening. Oh, sorry. <laughs> what happened? My my laptop's dying. Oh, run, hurry before it dies. Edit. I almost muted. I should have. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah, I totally forgot you have a mute button on that thing. Yeah, I thought of it after I did. Oh, there's a rip in my poster. Son of a mother. Yeah, but anyway, I'm, I mean, okay. somebody can can yell at the podcast or or send me a correction or whatever. But I'm pretty sure um, the the primary reason why their liturgies look very similar is because for 500 years almost they were part of part of the Eastern Orthodox or um, the the Orthodox schism until the 15th century when they at the Council of Florence when they were received back into the. Uh, or were, a lot of them were received back into the... They all came back. The communion with the Pope, yeah. Oh, that makes sense. That I didn't know, but it makes more sense that way than the other. And then, you know, what's funny is the the schism, the great the East West, great Eastern Western schism, East West schism. What's funny, too, is if you, like, read up on that, it's like, well... The West decided to excommunicate the East, right. and the East decided to excommunicate the West, but everybody, nobody was actually in charge, so they weren't really allowed to excommunicate right, each exactly. other. Yeah. So, like, the bishop never did it. It's all these people who were, like, under it, or there wasn't a bishop, or not bishop, uh, pope at the time or something. So it's like, when when I heard more and more about that, like, I when I was doing... Um, the, the, the CDs on like the history of the Catholic Church and then I'm listening and I'm like they should still be there like I don't think that really counted <laughs> right exactly yeah, yeah so um, and they still have valid sacraments the Eastern Orthodox so oh do we count those yeah they're still valid and and um and they actually because if I'm not mistaken they hold the first seven councils of the the seven ecumenical councils as true councils. And then there you go. Yeah. But yeah, that's the thing. Because, um, and, but even when you go to, um, well, then never mind, because the Byzantine ones are actual Catholic churches. But like you can go there for Mass and your Eucharist counts. Of course. Yeah. And you can do the same thing for Orthodox if you can't find a um, Catholic church or uh, Western or Eastern Rite um, available to you and you need to get to Mass. For example, the nearest. Western or Eastern Catholic Church in union with the Pope was a hundred miles away, and there was a Orthodox across the street or something like that. I would assume that uh, you could get dispensation oh. to do. I, such I thing. thought it was. You're like, hey, come on, Christ the King's on the other side of Tory Pines. I don't want to go that far. <laughs> I don't want to walk across the street, you know, because <laughs> yeah, they're those two are pretty close together. They are. They're, they're relative, uh, um, but there's a there's a. Uh, they they're in relative communion is what you can say of of um, theology but not of hierarchy. Yeah. yeah, 
Oh, I meant close together in distance. Yeah, I know what you meant. Because I, th- <laughs> I think they're both on Patrick. What? Patrick? Or, yeah, I think uh, St. John, isn't that on Patrick? Isn't, uh, uh, isn't it on Jones? Oh, yeah, but like Jones and Pat, like right there off Tropicana. Now, everybody who doesn't live in Vegas is like... <laughs> well, I don't know. Mm. Yeah. I could be wrong. So then the um, woman diaconate thing was other people were freaking out about that, but... I mean, because the early church had a woman's diaconate. Uh, you know this, yeah? I don't... No. Okay. Well, the early church had if I do. had an uh, had a women's diaconate, um, but it was uh, uh, primarily because they um, uh, baptized in the nude, and so the 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 men weren't allowed oh. to help the women do that, and so <laughs> you know it made sense to have women who are in charge of that, and and at the time the proper language for that was diaconate because uh, they're at the service of the church is what and that's what the um, uh, deacon uh, diaconia means. Um, and so, um, yeah, diaconos, canos, cano, what is it, canosos, not canos, I don't know, whatever that Greek word is, um, and so it was always, always a, uh, point of, like, whether or not it is a level of ordination proper as to holy orders, or whether or not, yeah. Uh, well, I don't know. In my personal opinion, I think that it's a good idea to try something out like that, especially if that's what's needed. Right. And if you have to make it its own religion, or not religion, but like sect or part of the Catholic Church, its own, what do you call it, division. <laughs> yeah. Um, or whatnot, and create a new rite. You know, and so be it, because you got to minister to the people. And I know that, you know, a lot of our very conservative traditionalists out here would probably be against it. But I mean, I just see those things coming to America and maybe our lifetimes or maybe the Western church itself. Maybe not our lifetime, but because, I mean, we're running out of priests. Right. You know, look how many priests in the diocese are like retired priests. Right. But the church doesn't believe that she can um, ordain women to the priesthood. That was infallibly ruled by John Paul II. But however, the well, diaconate. Yeah, could you still have them as deacons? Exactly. And that's been that's been questioned for a long time. Like in 2002, Pope, uh, not, he was Pope at the time, but uh, um, Joseph Ratzinger was part of the Theological Commission um, that studied the... Uh, the subject of ordaining women to the diaconate and um, the findings was, were in, inconclusive and the Pope Francis did the same thing uh, in, um, in 2016 uh, asked the, the study to or asked the Theological Commission to see if they can dive in and see if we can um, see what if the church believes she has the authority to do such thing to ordain women or if the diaconate would be a level of ordination it's more of like whether or not the diaconate of women would be a level of ordination really because if i'm not mistaken and i could very well be mistaken because i'm not any expert on the eastern rites of the church but isn't it in the eastern rites of the church whenever you um serve as an acolyte or as a cantor or whatever don't they call them or 
or ordained, um, but just not clergy. Isn't that the language that they use? Um, that I don't know. I do know that there are women that do cantering and stuff. Right, right. And they have and, and they have levels of, of uh, those things that aren't aren't holy orders, so they're not um, they're not clergy, but they I thought they used the language of ordination. I could ask my friend Kelly about that. Yeah, ask. That'd be really interesting to know. Yeah, because um, yeah, and and no, and I understand that if if you know um Benedict and or pre Benedict yeah. Ratzenberg and uh, what's it called and Francis, you know, are doing these things in two thousand two and two thousand sixteen, but in two thousand forty. Right. What are we going to say? And 2040 might even be too soon, like 2060. Right. What's the deal? And I don't see, you know, and as we're saying, we're not making women priests yet, but I mean, it'd be, let's say, deacons, and maybe we would have married priests. I know you and I have talked a lot of times about, you know, um, like my opinion is like, I, I'm okay with married priests, but I'd want our pastor to still be, you know, celibate because celibate. I need him. Yeah, or I need him focused on the church, right? You know, because right. that's the thing. A man with yeah. a spouse is worried about many things. Yeah, because I mean, I'm just looking at it like you could see the differences in youth ministry because you are a youth minister, yeah, and you are also a father, right, and husband, mm-hmm. and like when um, you know Anthony, my friend Anthony, was the youth minister. He was neither a father or a husband. So you could see on how, not not as I would say a better youth minister, but one that could provide... Less divided. More t- yeah. Yes, and more time and mm-hmm. stuff like that, where I just looked at that and I said, well, he's almost perfect for this job right. because he has all that to do. And which is also funny because then you're dealing with parents who are like, huh, you're not married. I don't know if I like you dealing with kids. Exactly. And it's like... <laughs> Especially because you're a guy like, in the Catholic Church. Yeah, <laughs> yeah exactly. Because that only means you're going to molest people because you're not married because right. no married people molest anybody. But, so. yeah. <laughs> but the other point, too, is it's like, no, he's perfect for it because he's got something to do. Well, I wouldn't say that, but you know what I mean. Right. right. No, I you totally know? get it because when I was a youth minister before I was married... Um, I was way more free to do stuff like ministry wise. I wouldn't even bat an eye about running two retreats back to back. It wouldn't bother me as much. Um, or um, starting a meeting at eight p.m. or something like that. If people, if young adults or whatever, wanted to gather that late, um, yeah, none of that. I didn't necessarily think, oh, I want to be able to be, get home to put my kids to bed. I didn't have any kids, you know. <laughs> You know, and the, I, didn't right. have, I didn't have a wife looking looking for attention and um, needing my attention. Um, are you drinking out of a, of a Rams mug? What is that? Yes, it's a Rams cup. Okay. There the, the only place to put whiskey. Yeah. yeah. Wow. After the way we lost last week, I need it. Yeah. But, but, but you don't sports. But I yeah. don't sports. I got a lot of Ram stuff. Yeah. L.A. Rams. Yeah, L.A. Rams. Hey, when did the Chargers move to L.A.? About two years ago. Wow, I didn't know that. Yeah, I don't like it either. They should go back to San Diego. Oh, speaking of L.A., um, did you hear about uh, uh, the news of uh, Archbishop Gomez? What? He was elected to president of USACB. And? That's cool. Oh, so is he still, he still going to be the bishop? Or? Yeah, he's still the bishop of L.A., but now he's the president of the USCCB, too. So, 
Oh, okay, cool. Yay! Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. I didn't know if that's one of those jobs where it's like, where, good. You got to move to DC now. You now. work in a. Yeah, exactly. You work in an office. Yeah, no, he's <laughs> in still, the shrine or what is it? not the shrine. Yeah, yeah it's the shrine. I don't know what no, that the means basilica. for, for responsibilities-wise of what he's going to have to do, but um, he's still the bishop of uh, the Archdiocese of L.A. Oh, I was hoping he'd become a cardinal. You know, I kind of think they chose him because he wasn't a cardinal. I think that was one of the reasons um, that they chose mm-hmm. him because, uh, you know, he's known for his orthodoxy and he's known to, you know, just being an all-around really holy guy and really good guy and reliable guy. And so they rather than going for somebody who has or, or um, you know, you think about McCarrick, right, and like like his position of power and then all of a sudden you're going to have another cardinal in the position of power and then it's just going to rub people the wrong way i think right well then that's good well he's a good guy i like him a lot i like him a lot too i'm excited for him i hope he's excited a b a b g <laughs> yeah he might be like oh crap <laughs> but i will yeah i know now i gotta do this today. yeah <laughs> and run the largest diocese in the, in the country <laughs> Or in the world by map wise, right? Or population wise, I'm not really sure. I don't know. It might, you know, it might be. Yeah. Because you got to look at some of those. I saw some of like those Italian dioceses, and it's like, ah, there's only like twelve dioceses in Rome. No big deal. It's like right. what? <laughs> nope. Yeah. Yeah. No. In, in land, it's the largest one's got to be uh, Utah. Utah. That makes sense. Salt Lake. Because yeah. it's the whole state. Whole state. Mm-hmm. Well, what about? Uh, what about Alaska? Alaska is a lot bigger than Utah. Oh yeah, you're right. Well, Do they have more than one diocese? What is that? I don't know what they might. They might have, but like you're saying, you're right. If even if you cut it in three, yeah, exactly. <sighs> of Alaska, well, let's see. I don't know much about the dioceses in Alaska. Well, that's Orthodox. So. <laughs> I'm not talking about. There <laughs> uh, we go. Roman Catholic. Here we go. Let's see. Diocese in Alaska. Diocese of Fairbanks. Yeah, and there's Anchorage, right? Yeah, I'm guessing so. Let's see. Oh, there it is. Archdiocese of Anchorage. Yeah. Diocese demographic. I know this is this is great podcasting here. <laughs> I know. It's, we're just people are like, oh here. my god. <laughs> uh, anyway, well, there's 177 dioceses in the United States. That's all I know. Okay, it's it's uh, dioceses of Fairbanks and Juneau are the suffrage dioceses of Fairbanks. Okay, of of Anchorage. Sorry, of Anchorage. So you have Anchorage. It looks like it's. Most of the southern part of Alaska is Anchorage. Then all that little, you know, the little leg that hangs down on the coastline by the Yukon Territory oh, of Canada. Yeah. Yeah. That looks like that's Juneau. And then the rest of the gigantic place is uh, Fairbanks. Fairbanks. Okay. So Fairbanks might be the largest. That makes sense. I would think by land. I mean, there's there's not gonna there's not gonna be much that can beat that, unless. Yeah, Sydney. it's got to be that. <laughs> Are you going to check Sydney? No, because they're going to have Melbourne. And... 
Yeah. Yeah, I know. The Diocese of Sydney is a suffrage of the Diocese of Melbourne. Is it really? I don't know. I'm just guessing. I'll look it up later. <laughs> yeah. I know most of the uh the archdiocese, you know, and who's under them, but nice. But yeah, I try to at least. So anyway, well, I hope that helped people out with the whole synod thing to you know, hold your well, horses, yeah, don't and, freak out yet. <laughs> I know, yeah, they should. I mean, I understand cuz I mean, I mean, you you know, a you don't want change and I mean, I don't really want change either because, I mean, this is the way it is and it should always be that way or whatever, you know. But then there's also, you know, remember when only priests were able to dish out communion. I said dish out. <laughs> you know, serve <laughs> communion. And then, you know, you you didn't have extraordinary ministers and stuff. Right. Like my grandma was like, oh, I can't receive communion from some person. Right. You know. And I think and that's then, what people are concerned was, about is not necessarily um, change. Well, I think maybe there might be some people concerned about change. I think more people are concerned yes, about yes. orthodoxy and whether or not this is it, whether or not Jesus would think this is okay. Um, I think that's the idea because I know the whole thing is you know the long and short of it is if Jesus wanted women, he would have had them at the Last Supper or whatever. You know. Right, or would have named them as apostles is the idea. That's yeah, he would have named them as a Right, but I also feel like if we get to the point where the church is overstrapped, you know, overextended, and we need women to do that, I would see that Jesus would say, you know, y you need to break the glass sooner or later. <laughs> because then, you know, because then my people aren't being served. You know, if the fact is, like, if you have the Amazon where you can't have mass and, you know, twice a year, I mean, that's, you know, that's a little ridiculous. Right. Now, I understand that that's in the middle of the country, in the middle of a rainforest, but I mean, there's going to be, if we keep up at the pace that, you know, the amount of new priests coming in, you know, and I hate to say it, but, you know, like, like how many priests do we have in the diocese? Of Vegas, and how many of them are retired priests? Exactly, yeah, yeah. From, like, I mean, is it half? No, yeah. So there's, I know that we have twenty-eight non-retired, or, or maybe I think maybe twenty or twenty-one or twenty-two or something like in the low twenties non-retired guys um, serving thirty-eight parishes and missions, and then uh, that doesn't count like the priests that we borrow from orders or from wherever. Um, and doesn't count any of our retired guys. Yeah. Well, I mean, but how many retired guys do we have? I don't have a clue. Oh, yeah. okay. I always feel like there's like 10 or 12, you know, because you're always like, oh, who's this guy? He's like, oh, I'm a retired priest, yeah. so I'm going to serve mass today. And what's nice is a lot you're of people, like, oh, a lot of priests that retire, like, you know, they, they come out to Vegas, to, and it's a nice place to retire. <laughs> and yeah, it's, it's like us in Phoenix, get them all. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, but that's the thing. You're right. So, I mean, but the thing, too, is if we're using these retired priests to do all these other masses, and like you said, we got like 22 covering 38 parishes and missions, you know, that's already not one for one. And I know some of these missions are like, you know, hey, we, you know, you only need one priest for three missions and stuff up in central Nevada. But, but I mean, still, 
and someday we're going to get to a point where it's like, hey, you can't have a church the size of ours or like St. Elizabeth's or St. Thomas More or something like that that's got that many people and you have one priest. Right. You know? And right now we have, like I said, these retired priests who can come in and serve mass today or, or like how Father John was able to go up on the retreat last weekend and Father Vic is, is in, in town or whatnot. And so it's like, oh, what do we get? Well, we got Monsignor came in and he took care of things, you know, but if we get no new priest and, you know, sorry, Monsignor, but I know you're not going to be around forever. <laughs> so... You know, in 10, 20 years, all these retired priests aren't going to be around anymore. Right. And we got 10 seminarians, and how many are going to finish? That's a good question. You know, like I said, I personally know three former seminarians who are not priests, right. you know? Yep, yep. But do you apostatize from the church's teachings in order to get more Jesus? That doesn't make any sense. What do you mean by that? Well, because uh, um, the the church doesn't believe she has the authority, and this is infallibly. Like, Pope John Paul II made it very clear that he would make an infallible, infallible statement that the case was closed on the women priests um, thing that was back in 94. Um so in order to say that we're going to ordain women to the priesthood, we would have to say that we're going to reject the church. Oh, well, well I, I was mostly talking about, like, married priests originally oh. and having, but, <laughs> and having yeah, women well, as married deacons. Priests, yeah, that makes, that makes tons of sense in our current culture right now, I think. Yeah, but then even the thing, too, is with women deacons, I don't see a problem with that. Did it say yeah, anything about no, women no, deacons? The women deacons thing has been a point of, like, we have no idea, and maybe it's a good idea, but also we need to really cl clearly define what we're doing here. Um, but no, well, yeah, church, let's not go willy-nilly. Right, but the church doesn't like to, <laughs> to define things because then we're like, well, then we feel like we're over-defining things, and, and, you know. it's And then we're uh, painted into a corner. Exactly, and we don't like to do that. Where the church is silent, there is freedom. No, but, uh, yeah, so, I mean, I don't, you know, I, I don't want to go on a limb to say, you know, I, I'm more aligned with this Amazon thing where it's more of the fact of, let's, you know, it's not saying, hey, let's get women priests and married no, priests yeah, and all this that, stuff. Yeah. And married women priests, all you're doing <laughs> is you're just moving everything one step up. You're getting right. married and even the Amazon thing says it has to be a married deacon, like a deacon already. Right. He's already right. going to be a deacon. He's already got to be an established X amount of years served. Exactly. You know? Yeah. And if he has to be married for, you know, X amount of years, he's already has to be a deacon for almost as long or something because you have to be married before you become a deacon. Right. Or else you can't get married. Yep. You know, yeah, yeah. I, I, I don't like. I was saying, like, the people come freaking me out, freaking out about it, and, and I'm like, well, what's going on? Because they're hearing all kinds of stuff from other podcasters or from really uh, like hardcore right wing sources that are insane. Um, and yeah, and then I think that's the problem is that you got to kind of figure out what these things are, right? Because you always hear about, especially in today's culture, where everything is the headlines. Yeah, and you know nobody goes to the source documents anymore, and that just is weird to me. 
Yeah, because, I mean, you know, I'm guilty of not reading things, but, I mean, it's just certain things where it's like you think something's happening and then you're totally against it. Right. You know, and then you don't even know the whole thing. I mean, not the best example, but I remember in church, you know, um, do you remember the movie Stigmata when that came out? Yeah, I love that movie. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, good. Well, what I remember is there were some people when I was working search, there was this one girl who's like, I'm not watching that. That's terrible. Right. And I said, what's so terrible? And she said, well, because Stigmata is this and that, you know. It's, you know, this thing that you have to be very prayerful and blah, blah, blah. And you receive this. And now they're doing this movie where it comes from the devil. And I said, well, how do you know it comes from the devil? And she says, you heard that girl talk. That's the devil. And I'm like, oh, okay. (laughs) And then when I saw it, I'm like, it has nothing to do with the devil. Right. You know, it was more about trying to get some uh, apocryphal gospels to see the light of day because yeah, they thought that oh once they yeah once they once they uh, expose this then the church is going to be ruined because nobody wants to give it money or something but the fact was if you watch the movie they explain stigmata the right way like gabriel Byrne is like so you experienced stigmata and she's like yeah well, i guess here's all my wounds and blah 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 and he's like well how often do you go to church she's like i don't go to church he's like what do you mean and how how often do you pray i don't pray i don't even know if i believe in god and it's like well you can't have stigmata <laughs> right <laughs> it's supposed to be xyz this 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 exactly. and you're like and then i'm like oh that's exactly right yeah it's teaching everything <laughs> right now the fact that you got possessed by a priest who was super holy, and now you have his stigmata. You know, I mean, yeah. I could see that, I guess. But see, the fact was, the priest who got it was super holy, right. so he was supposed to get it. Yeah, you know. But it was a weird movie anyway, and I wouldn't say it's a great movie. I but had super fun watching. It. I used to love watching that movie. Yeah, it was it was fun, and I just remember that was the thing. But just remembering on how many people. You know, at at on the, in my retreat group who were like dead set against it before right. it, they even knew what happened. Yeah, yeah. And I remember Father Mark's like, "Well, there's a stigmata movie coming out. Don't watch that, but watch this video of Padre Pio and real stigmata. Here, I got it right here at the gift shop." And it was <laughs> probably extraordinarily boring because we're really oh, bad at telling yeah. stories for whatever reason. We got the greatest story. Ever told in our books. Ever told. <laughs> and yet starring, we can't tell a, Jeffrey a, Hunter. A, a, simp, a simple story on the big screen to save our lives. With exceptions of a few. I mean, there's been some really, really good Catholic films out there, but there are a few and far in between. Right. Have you seen Little Boy? That was a good one. No. Oh, it was fantastic. Yeah. Anyway. That's the th- Yeah. It's like you say, like, and the problem too is a lot of these. It's like, hey, here's this this Christiany movie, you should watch because the message is good. And you're like, oh, okay, and then you're like, boy, that movie was terrible. It sure was. Did you know those the, <laughs> those? Uh, I just I found this out from um, you know Jeff Mastro, right? The guy who does the videos for the diocese. Sounds familiar. Yeah, he does those. Oh yeah, yeah, Jeff. Yeah, yeah. So um, he told me that, My and buddy. Then I looked at, and, and then it, and it's true that the, these guys that do the. Um, like the God's Not Dead and those films like that, they're the same people yeah. that do Sharknado and those films like that. Oh, <laughs> they got to bring in the money, baby. Exactly. Well, they figured out that um, 
places like Netflix and Redbox and everywhere um, that these videos are distributed will distribute these videos, like the, the like the the stupid little B weird videos, like Sharknado and Christian videos, and that's what uh, that's what fills all these things. So they know that they have um, they have. Uh, I guess what what would those be like wholesale companies that will buy them from them or something? I guess I don't I don't really know how that. Oh works. yeah, but even, yeah, yeah, but even in their theatrical runs, well, at least with the God's Not Dead and stuff. I know Sharknado was more of a sci-fi channel right. thing, but but, but yeah, like when you're doing channel, a theatrical run, is uh, I heard um, what was it? It's the whole idea like how Kirk Cameron made the Fireproof movie. Mm-hmm. But what you do is you spend a million dollars to make a movie, but it's very niche. Oh, yeah. You just got to make sure you hit that niche. And then your niche goes out, and it's not mass audience. It's niche audience. And what do they do? They make they they bring in $15, $20 million of watching this because you're hitting everybody in that niche. Right. And like what are you doing? You're... You're twenty. You're you're making twenty times your profit. Right. You know yep, that's true. And you don't need wide appeal. You don't need to sit there because it's not going to hit wide. So you hit a niche, and then you make all that money. So it's like it's like some of those eighties horror movies. You know, like Friday the Thirteenth and Halloween was yeah. popular. Yeah. You know, because they spend like three hundred thousand dollars to make Halloween, and then when it makes ten million dollars. It's like holy crap, you know something like that, and that's like nineteen seventy eight dollars or whatever. But you know what I mean? Like they kept making Friday Thirteenth movies because they're like, well, we don't. It doesn't cost much to make, and we bring in you know seventeen, seven, eight times our profit. You know, double in profit. You know, so it's easy to make things like a Christian film. You don't have to put a lot of money in it. You get the Duck Dynasty and Turkeys in it, (laughs) and all of a sudden. And now all of a sudden, there are Christians everywhere. And all of a sudden, it. here comes the money. <laughs> yeah, that's a good point. You know what I yeah, mean? Those movies are terrible. Um, but yeah. So, I mean. Catholic films that yeah. I liked, though. Passion of the Christ. I liked that one. Um, Little Boy was good. <sighs> and then I liked Silence, the Scorsese film. Did you ever see that? No. I have to see some of these. I mean, I saw Passion of the Christ, right. but to me, what. I, I don't know. I can only see somebody get their ass kicked for so long. Right, but the historical accuracy and everything that they did in that was was phenomenal. Like the it language. was kind of cool that it was an Aramaic, right? It was Aramaic beautiful. and Latin, mm-hmm. and it had and its... then what I also liked. Oh, yeah. Go ahead. What are you gonna say? No, I was gonna say. Oh, I was gonna weird. say. I like. <laughs> <laughs> There's a little delay there. Yeah. Well, go ahead. <laughs> okay. What I what I kind of thought was funny was on how they're like. Let's tie Jesus to this cross and put the uh, nails through his hands. Right. So that way it works for every audience. You know, logistically and and um, visually. So it's like this is all your crucifix with the hands are right. Yeah. And all the people who'd be like, wouldn't they his hands just rip through the nails? And it's like, yeah, no, no, no. He's got ropes. He's got ropes. <laughs> We're good, guys. We are good. <laughs> We're good. Yeah, it had its problems. You. Like the, I thought some of the, um, although the devil person was extraordinarily creepy, I thought some of the parts were like, what? what? <laughs> but um, yeah, I know. I just, to me, it's just like I don't know. 
I do, you know, it was great for a crucifixion passion story. But oh, yeah. To me, I was Beautiful. Like, I don't know. I like, I like, I like Jesus chilling out, too. Yeah. <laughs> like, I'd like Jesus. I still like Jesus in Nazareth. Yeah, that was a good film. You know, I like it. He's like, hey, Matt, let's hang out at your house, and Peter's going to come, too. <laughs> yeah. That's what we're supposed to do. Aren't we supposed to make a movie of just all of Jesus's meals? That'd be hilarious. Make an Instagram of Jesus meals. And he's just something like that. And just hashtag all these other apostles that, that he's eating with. The tax collectors and sinners and Pharisees and scribes. <laughs> hey, you, short guy. <laughs> Zacchaeus, what's the treat? Zacchaeus. <laughs> what's for dinner? Because <laughs> it's you read it, he's like, Zacchaeus, I'm coming to your house and you're making me pizza. <laughs> yep. And then after uh, okay, that, he was I broke. guess. Yeah, you got the money. <laughs> guess what? I'm bringing twelve dudes. Yeah, yeah. but set a and table. Mary Magdalene. But we'll need a table for twenty six, right? <laughs> I like to have everybody on the same side. I need. I need. Yeah. 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 That's the thing. It's a. Uh, who is that? There's that joke about that because it's like, it's like they had to do it that way because then you'd have all the apostles looking over their shoulder trying to get the shot. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. All right. Should we wrap this up? So, what are we calling this episode? I don't know. I don't think I said anything funny yet. I don't know either. Did you see the other one was, was Happy Birthday, Jason Voorhees, Jason Whitney? <laughs> yes. <laughs> It was funny too because I was telling my cousin Jason, uh-huh. I said, I said, you know what? Because your name is Jason, made it pretty much off the, right? You know, off the table. But I would have really strongly considered saying, "You're born on Friday the Thirteenth under a full moon." Yeah, Jason, I could call you Jason. <laughs> <laughs> yep, Jason Joseph Whitney. Yep, yep. <laughs> But it's like I can't have a Jason, and I already got a cousin Jason who's exactly. like almost a brother to me. But well, get this: I have a cousin named Dave or David, also David Suarez, and um, he lived with me. Like we lived in the same, ah! yeah, we lived in the same house for like a year or maybe two years or something like that. That's um, yeah, that was confusing. <laughs> How did they? Do, was he David? He would go by Dave. Okay, that made it a little more. Cause like you gotta have that like even at work, when you're like, oh, there's three three Jameses. Oh, well, that's Jim and that's Jimmy and that's James. Well, that's James the Lesser. Or that <laughs> James. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That one's Judas and that one's Jude. <laughs> that one's Simon and that one's Simon <laughs> Peter. Yeah. Simon Peter. Yeah, you're the Rock. <laughs> yeah. Yep. You're Simon the Zealot. Well, yeah, well, I was only a zealot for a little bit. Now you're a zealot forever now. You're a zealot forever because we got too many Simons up in here. And we you're Simon. Differentiations. Nah, nah, you're Peter. Okay. Oh, but people are going to still remember you as Simon. So let's call you Simon Peter. Oh, okay. There you go. Yep. That's another thing, too. Like, you know how I teach, I try to teach the confirmation kids, like, the tricks to remembering the, uh, the, 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 um, the commandments? Yeah. I was doing that the other day with friends of mine, and I was like, so "Yeah, it's easy. You just keep up your little remem- rem- you know, your reminders, you know, 
because it's easy because it's like oh killing's worse than adultery adultery's worse than you know stealing stealing's worse than lying <laughs> oh i can figure that out good put them in order <laughs> then everybody knows the covets are at the end which is more important covering a person or stuff and then you watch them think and they say person oh yeah 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 they always ask it as a question person <laughs> like person yes. people yes. are more important than things <laughs> okay so covet neighbor's wife should be nine and stuff is ten yeah good job <laughs> yeah. no but things like that so when i used to try to memorize the apostles it was kind of like well just remember there's two simons there's two judes and there's two jameses there you go that's half the apostles half right the guys, there yeah <laughs> yeah yeah, uh. yeah. Ah. well there you go Jason Voorhees. Yeah, now I do like the Jason Voorhees, Whitney. Yeah, two Davids. That's weird, yeah. Yeah, in the same household. Yeah, because, see, that's the thing, too. Because, like, we, we've, like, tried not to match anything like that, you know? Yeah, we do the same thing. I was a little weary, even, because if if Henry was a girl, he would have been um, Elizabeth. Mm-hmm. And then Lisa has a cousin, Elizabeth, who's, you know, in high school now. So it would have been a little weird. Like, I was even, like, a little mad that her cousin, who doesn't, you know, who I met once, you know, her son's name is Neil. And I'm like, what the? You didn't consult me on this? You know? <laughs> you named your kid after me? <laughs> like, you named him Neil? And, like, come on. Damn. So, like, the family will call him, like, Neil Mackey, because that's his last name. Now he's out there, you know. And then I'm Neil Whitney or something like that. But like, I'll refer to him. Like uh, Lisa's mom calls him Little Neil to make it a little easier. Neil the Lesser, you know. Neil the Lesser, I know. But like in Italian families, you got to have that stuff because right. everybody's got all the names. Right. Exactly. Did you ever see Goodfellas? You know, if I did, I don't remember it at all. Oh, jeez. Oh. Yeah, gangster films. Did you watch favorite. The Godfather? I did watch The Godfather. Okay, good. Yeah. All right. Well, in Goodfellas, there's a part where they go to the wedding, and Paul Servino is introducing everybody, and they're all named Peter or Paul. He's like, oh, this is Paulie, and this is Petey, and this is Paulie Jr., this is Peter, this is Pete, this is Paulie, and then here's his wife, Marie, and this girl's named Marie. So it was like, oh. so the one, the the wife, the girl in the wedding, she's like, I had to meet the whole family, and they're all named Peter and Paul, and and all their wives were named Marie. Yeah, <laughs> Peter, Paul, and Mary. Yeah, here's PD. <laughs> no, I mean this is Polly. I get these two kids mixed up. Yeah, that's great. You know, but that's the th- that's the thing because even Anthony's family, he's like his 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 dad's name's Luigi, his brother's name's Luigi, yeah. his older uncle's name's Anthony, his his dad's name's Anthony, his the grandpa's Anthony. Yep, yep. So it's like all Anthony and Luigi's and Uncle Papino. Yep. Yep. Filipinos would do the same thing. Everybody's Maria somebody. Maria somebody. Yeah. So, yeah. Um, Yeah. I'm literally surprised I didn't have, like, Elizabeth Marie or something. But she would have been Elizabeth Ann. Yeah. But, yeah. But that's the thing, because it's like... And then we have, uh, you know, we wanted to use the name Joseph as a middle name, but we didn't want to use it a first name, because we already have my cousin Joe... And they're like, we don't need another Joe Whitney. Right. So 
stuff like that. We like the obscure names, and then we do something a little bit more sensible for the middle name. Except for except for Joel. Joel's got the awesome middle name Ezra. Yeah, yeah but that's that's because of your 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 yeah. thing, you know, you know, family stuff kind of. But but I mean, well, wait, wait, Isaac, Ethan. Yeah, yeah, sorry. Yeah. What's Gemma's middle name? Elizabeth. Come on, Godfather. Jeez, I, <laughs> I should have got like. <laughs> Yeah, and all, all the three kids that you have, the one I should know the middle name. <laughs> she hasn't been around that long, so, you know. <laughs> yeah, yeah, she's still new to me. Yeah. She's the youngest of all my godchildren. Yeah. Wait, yes, she's the youngest of all my godchildren. <laughs> yep, yep. You know what's funny? At my 40th birthday, I had four out of five godkids there, so. Nice. So that was pretty cool. Yeah. yeah. That is cool. I, I would have had the last one. But what are you going to do? All right. All right, dude. I've got to go to bed. All right. Let's wrap this up. Let's it's 11 o'clock. It is 11 o'clock. So, yeah. No comic book corner today. Sorry, fans. I know that's the biggest part of the podcast. <laughs> we should read a comic book together one time. That'd be fun. You know what I thought of that? I literally, because <laughs> I know the podcast keeps getting longer, but <laughs> there's like, there was this podcast where this guy, and I never even listened to it, but I heard a commercial, like in a commercial for it, where he's like, he he like gave comics to his dad to read. Oh yeah, you told me this. Just yeah, so that this, he, this would be funny. Oh, I did. For Mo, you gave yeah. him comic books to read. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. What if I gave one to Mo and see what he said, yeah. and he'd be like, oh, I don't know. But I did think of something like that, like you know. Yeah, because I got all these trades. I can get you the Death of Superman one. You can read it and be like, oh, because I, I know you got the Death. Don't I? Yeah, but you only have the issue. Yeah, I only have the one issue. I don't have the whole thing. Well, I think, no, you have two. I think on that pack you've got two Superman issues because I think it's all the January of 93 issues because you got a, what, like a pack of eight or something? Yeah. So there were like eight things, and I think you might have had the Death of Superman, Superman 75, and you might have had the Man of Steel 19 in it. But but there's there's like one, two, three, four, four more issues in the Death of Superman trade. So maybe I could do something like that, and we can read, you know, because I haven't read that in years. But, yeah, and I like you Superman. Know, maybe I could do yeah, yeah, yeah. I love Superman. And you like Superman. So, <laughs> exactly. like, I could get you old Superman comics or something, and you can read it and be like, this is what I thought. Maybe we'll do that. Yeah. And then maybe I'll still give one to Mo. And, it's still, <laughs> and, we'll, have a, and we'll have him on as a guest. <laughs> yeah, that's actually kind of funny. I could sit there, because I got the audacity here, so I could just have him record Mo's comic. <laughs> That'd be hilarious. Mo's comic. Well, corner. actually, yeah. Actually, yeah, if you have any theological questions, he can answer those, too. There you go. Yeah. Yeah. He's the one that coined the fact that seraphims fly around God saying, Oh, you're cool, you're cool, you're cool. (laughs) Yes, yes, that's what they do. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. In threes, always in threes. Oh, yeah, you're cool, you're cool, you're cool. (laughs) Oh, yeah, because it has to be in threes. Because, like, you know when they, uh, um, when you use the, um, the sensor? Yep. And you have to, and, and, and you have to do the blessing. And yep. then they move it and it clanks and it hits, you gotta hit the back, the, the chain. That's how you and know if you're it doesn't legit go click, at it. Right. 
If it doesn't hit click, 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 then you didn't do it. And it right. goes click, click, nothing. I'm like, oh, that shit didn't work. Yep, you're a, you're a noob. Noob. Yeah, and he, <laughs> just starts and then we're my, church. <laughs> I'm like, that altar server's got to go. <laughs> but every time I watch them do it, and they're like, okay, click, click, click. That's the left side of the church. Click, click, click. That's the middle of the church. Click, click, click. That's the right side of the church. Everybody does the sign of the cross. We're good. Yep. But then it just doesn't do it right. I'm like, oh. Yep. And what's funny is when my dad said, oh, yeah, when I was an altar boy and I had to do it and make sure it hit three times. And I'm like, oh, cool. It's not just me. <laughs> yep, yep. <laughs> I knew you were good at your job. <laughs> yeah, exactly. If I don't get those threes. Yeah, yeah. Three, seven, and 40. <laughs> <laughs> hey, 10 fits in there, too. Yeah, I guess. Yeah. <laughs> All right, cool. All right, let's end this. All right. All right. Well, um, look our our Facebook page. Oh, right. I totally I keep forgetting about this stuff. Yeah, what's our Facebook page? It's um, Facebook forward slash backslash Among Wolves podcast. No, it's not. Oh, both both Facebook and Instagram are at Among Wolves Pod. Okay, and then our fireside.com slash org, Facebook, <laughs> Among Wolves. <laughs> Fireside uh, dot uh, FM backslash, hold on, now I, now I can't remember. <laughs> Fireside. Oh, man. Fireside. See, I do this for comic relief. You're supposed to be the straight man. <laughs> <laughs> dot FM. Okay. AWPodcast.fireside.fm. That's our. That's our. Oh, uh, because we're among wolves. AW. Yeah, AW. Not podcast. to be confused with A and W Root Beer nope. podcast, where they go over all the different vintages of AMW Root Beer. Speaking of which, do you know what our number one episode is for downloads right now? Is it still the Mordor one? No. More, the um. So that one, the Lord of the Rings episode, peaked at fifty downloads. Which I mean, like, like we don't have like, you know, but the, the <laughs> our most popular episode has almost double downloads than that one. A hundred? Almost ninety-one downloads. Well, almost. Yeah. You know which one it was? What is it? Our no. bonus episode or sloppy seconds? Episode. Shut up! The sloppy seconds. The sloppy yes! seconds episode. People liked. Or or whatever downloaded at least that one and then hashes wow hashes legal there right got got a bunch of downloads too eighty two oh because it's legal but it's not a hundred percent not a hundred percent legal like you can't just be going into a Chuck E Cheese and rolling a joint <laughs> exactly no but no way we're that yeah. high at the sloppy seconds that's hilarious because I literally thought everybody can you figure out if they finished the episode or if they just said this is crap and then. <laughs> I have no idea. Like, uh, yeah, I, I would. I have no. I know idea there's a that. thing where I know there's a there's a metric or something to see if somebody listened to the whole episode or something. Oh, really? But I don't know. Oh, that'll work all that. Stuff. Yeah, I heard of that. I don't know, but yeah. that's cool because yeah. hey, then they listened to the comic corner. They sure did. Yeah. So let's. You see. know what? There, I have another comics corner in there too because I think that one on the sloppy I seconds. I was looking is for one it. Yeah, about. that was the second one. I couldn't find the recording of the other one. Oh, darn. Because it was when I talked about the uh, Teen Titans 
or right. the Titans thing. Right. Because I think I combined it. Combined it? Combound? How do you say combined it? Past tense. Also, check this. So combined. 50% of our listeners come from Nevada. Oh, wow. Yeah. 18.9% of our listeners, 51 listeners, come from California. What up, California? What up, <laughs> Golden State? 35. Don't or, worry, I'm from California born. There you go. 13% come from other, which I don't know. We have 15 listeners in Virginia. How about that, Virginia? Yeah, the Commonwealth of Virginia. <laughs> seven Colorado listeners. Go Cavaliers. Go Hokies. <laughs> my, my seven friends in Colorado are listening. What up, Colorado? Oh, okay. Well, the, <laughs> what up? Matt. <laughs> What's up? What up, Centennial State? <laughs> South Carolina. We got six listeners in South Carolina. Ah, crap. I don't know what their state is. The Palmetto State. We got six in Texas. What up, Lone Star State? Six in North Carolina. What up, Tar Heel State? <laughs> Four in Oklahoma. What up, Sooner State? And four in Massachusetts. What up, Commonwealth? No, I don't know if they're a Commonwealth. Maybe Commonwealth? One listener in Ontario, Canada. The Bay State? No. Dang, I don't know what the Massachusetts... Sorry, Massachusetts. I should pay more attention to you. One listener... Canada? Ontario? One listener in St. George, Grenada. St. George, Grenada? Yeah. Is that a state? Oh, no. No. Is that a country? country. That's another country. And then one listener. Shut up! In- what up, international listeners? <laughs> I know, and one one listener from the UK and England. Oh, awesome! My name's Whitney, which means I'm English. <laughs> yeah. And I know you're listening to this in the middle of the night or in the middle of the afternoon, right? Because because you're eight hours ahead of us. Well, yeah, but this is also not a live show, so you're not. No, no, oh. no this isn't a live show. This is live. We are looking live. <laughs> Yeah, so I thought that was kind of cool. I don't know how to how to work all these messages. Hell yeah! Hey, English guy, that's awesome. You should reach out to us because I'm really excited about that. Yeah, that is pretty cool. Like any of our international people, like reach out to us because we want to know who you are and how you found us, or maybe you regretted it and stopped listening, but you're still on our metrics. Yeah. (laughs) They're like, I listen to one of these, and these guys suck. (laughs) Oh, and now they're stuck. You know what's funny at work. We we have a, a branch in England, and then there's a guy. His name is Neil Walker. And I was like, God, my name's already pretty darn English, being Neil Whitney. And and every so often, I used to get his emails, and he'd get mine. Because oh, his is N. Walker, and Whitney and Walker look kind of close if you're just typing it real fast. Yeah, and then so they'd be like, here you go, Neil. <laughs> But then, like, eight hours, I get something else and be like, hey, this is for you, stupid. And I'm like, oh, okay. <laughs> nice. Yeah. Yeah. But I thought that was kind of cool. Yep. And I just want to hear him talk. <laughs> yeah. It's a Neil with the cool sounding voice. We should get him to record an introduction for us for the Among Wolves, and we could play it beforehand. Among Wolves has been brought to you by. <laughs> oh, yeah. Would that be cool? We should get. We should get Archbishop Gomez to do it. Oh, that would be cool. I don't know. I don't know if he'll do that for me. Hey, well, hey, our one no. uh, listener from England, you should um, send send us an audio. Oh, record. send us an MP3. Send us an MP3 <laughs> of you introducing us, and it'll be it'll be the introduction for our videos <laughs> for our, for our podcast. 
or or a way to wrap up because we really suck at that. And <laughs> send us our own our own links for our websites that we can't ever remember. <laughs> Yeah, because there's usually a count ad tro, which is like Among Wolves is a podcast brought to you by yeah, yeah. the David and Neil Corporation. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, well, there you go. All right. Oh, wait, that's not how our song no, goes. Our hey, song. hey, hey, hey. song. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Among Wolves. People are still listening. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm, All I'm, right, so write us feedback. Yeah, we need feedback. We, do we need, need feedback. ratings because I don't know if we're doing something right because all I've heard was we don't like you guys bantering. I know. And that came from my mom. And <laughs> Oh, is that your mom who said that? That's what my mom said. <laughs> my mom said, I'm tired of you guys catching up. Yeah, yeah. I don't need you guys talking about stuff. Get to the point. Yep. I always felt like that was Terry. I thought that was Terry Love who said it. Like you guys suck. No, Terry. I think I'm not sure if Terry liked the banter or not, but um, she 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 uh, texted a bunch of stuff with it. So I'm assuming she liked it. Oh, she's like, I like my trampoline. Getting a shout out. <laughs> yeah, that was a good episode. Yeah, yeah we need ratings. Rate us on uh, iTunes. Rate us on stuff. Um, also, let us know who you are and. Uh, well, yeah, like what you said, what we're doing right. We don't have a clue. I know this episode is... Yeah, and tell us what you don't clue. like, and then we'll try to minimize it, but... No promises. No guarantee. Yes, no, we, we do suck, so... Um, yeah, there you go. Three, two, one. All right, cool. Three, two, one. Bye.